Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, the Ballon d'Or has been cancelled, man. It has been cancelled. There is no winner for Ballon d'Or 2020. Baz, could they not just, like, flown out the prize someone, no? Could they not just avert one? Although, in saying that, did you watch the Champions League and the Europa League draw live? No, I actually missed it. Oh, the, the fellow who was doing it kept going, um, we're going to get a letter come Madrid's reaction now. Crickets. They couldn't hear a word. It was like, um, we're going to cut back to Chelsea. It's like, crickets. I was like, I was like how, how did they get it so wrong? Wait, what as, a, as in, like, the presenter was trying to talk to all, like, the representatives from each club. And I think, like, three out of, like, the like, 12 clubs left, their audio worked, and the rest just didn't work. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. well, that's, that's why. Who who were the the people representing the clubs? Because some of them might be older and not have a clue, you know. Yeah, but like surely the social media person from their club or someone from their club should set them up, if you know what I mean, and should be tested. Been like, it should the presenter should have been like Ross to Juventus. It's like here, Ross to Real Madrid. Here, it's yeah. like you know what I mean, and like yeah. it, it, it looked like a waste of time for some people because like. Um, a lot of Madrid had like Koke there and stuff like that. Uh, some some people had players. Some had like, oh no, I'm just gonna say Man United, for instance, would say like had. I actually can't remember who that, but it would say that Quinton Fortune there. So he was probably doing nails that day. So it was grand. You know what I mean? Okay, but yeah. like so, so, some of them, like you know, these people took up their time. Real Madrid had five people sitting there, and like they said nothing because they didn't hear anything, uh, and it was like <laughs> terrible. So like my idea of doing the Ballon d'Or virtually, it would have been like. Congratulations, Lionel Messi. It's like son boy, and you probably see him there, like doing keep you up with the trophy. Yeah, yeah, he's probably not even looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, it probably doesn't work. But I, was, I feel like they still could have just picked a winner for Ballon d'Or. Yeah, I agree. Why do you think they're just cancelling it altogether? Because like, as you see, none of you are the best. Yeah, but as you've seen with like so many other sports, they're like, no, we're finishing out these seasons. Like to just be like, no, is strange. Yeah, maybe it's because some of the some of the teams like just say Mbappe in France, like they finished their season, so maybe they think, oh well, that actually hinders him winning it because he played less games and like yeah. they've got to see less of him. Maybe that like that's the only reason I can sort of suffice about. Yeah, but also they're still but, uh, in the Champions League. True, true. Uh, it's a bit of a strange one. I also think yeah. the Ballon d'Or is a strange time and give the trophy. Was that, yeah. I mean, sometimes uh, I feel like. I'm never too sure on when you're graded from, if you know what I mean. I feel like that's not clear for people either, if you know what I mean. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there's not like, from the first, everything you've done from the 1st of June to the, I don't know, 31st of May the following year, that's what you're graded on, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, then, and then like, people have like, a clear calendar year, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, when, when it's like, yes and no. Yeah, because there's the World Player of the Year as well and then it's the Ballon d'Or. So some of and then it's like, like FIFA's, the best award. <laughs> yeah. What's the next one? What's the next one? The Energized Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Coming next week. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so here, look, it has been cancelled. Ross, we may as well pick, or who do you think, who would be your, like your top three to, to get on the podium? You're week? absolutely right, Barry. Ballon d'Or of cancelled awards, but Energoys have not. We are bringing you our very own Ballon d'Or right now. Yeah, get your face on the screen then before you do it, will you? Man, stop giving out, will you? Get your face off. You. <laughs> people, don't, people don't want to see me. They want to see you, man. You're the face of the show. 
So no, on the me, voice on the voice of the show, you're the face of the show. Oh, God bless us. Uh, so for me, <laughs> I am going to say start from third. Top start three. Third. Start from third. Number three, Virgil Van Dijk led Liverpool to a uh, Champions League final. They won that, and then also led Liverpool to a Premier League title this year. Brilliant. Uh, number two. Sadio Mane, what a player. Same as Van Dijk, but I felt like he scored some very big goals at some very crucial times. And number one, the Ballon d'Or winner in 2020, Robert Lewandowski. He scored 51 goals in 43 games this season. For me, that's absolutely sensational. Uh, His goal-scoring record at Bayern Munich is undeniable. 160-odd goals in 190 games. I just think he maybe doesn't get the plaudits for it. German football maybe isn't as shown uh, over in the UK and Ireland, but he seems to be a man on a mission, and he's incredible. I think it would be a shame if his career uh, was finished and he didn't pick up on those awards. Well, loads of players have finished their careers without winning one. Like It's been a long, long time in the Ballon d'Or list since yeah, true. someone has dethroned Messi or Ronaldo. Uh, obviously, Baron Modric in 2018. But like going back the last 10 years, so it says 19, Messi won it, then Modric, then Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi, 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 Ronaldo, Kaka then won it back in 2007, Ross. Ross, this is 2007. That's when, back when you were using fake IDs to buy alcohol and cigarettes and drugs. But Man, uh, I never smoked <laughs> cigarettes ever. So <laughs> <laughs> like, what about the drugs and the alcohol? It's like, I wasn't annoying them. <laughs> There are plenty of police watches, show, so let's keep yeah. this PG. Yeah. But uh, if you've never done drugs as well, make sure to like and subscribe and listen to all the comments who you'd pick. But uh, also, by the way, shout out to my dad. He was watching one of the shows and he was like, you're cursing too much. But uh, <laughs> Very rich. Um, very rich. Very rich come from rich. But um, okay, so my top three, I'm going to go third Cristiano Ronaldo just for what he's done in the Serie A this season he's also after setting a record as well becoming the first person to score over 20 was it 20 or 25 goals in the Serie A in God knows how long uh, second I'd actually go for Robert Lewandowski but uh, I would have liked to put him first but like because I like to put attackers first you know it's just uh, yeah. scoring goals is one of the hardest things you can do in the game and then I'd actually have to go number one Virgil van Dijk I think that's after cementing it now just because from watching Man U and seeing how how much they, they make a mess at the back, that how important it is to have a rocket at the back. Even looking back at when we had Real Ferdinand and Vidic, you just expected every team to defend as good as that. But uh Virgil van Dijk, the second he came in, he made them automatically automatic contenders to win a Champions League. Got to one Champions League final. I know you, you're not meant to look over the previous years, but since he's come in, what he's done, got them to a Champions League final, got them to the last day of the season to win a league. They obviously lost both of them. But then following season, Champions League, they won it. League, they won it in the space of a, in the space of a year. It's uh, he has to be commended for that, and he's the best centre back in the world, and right now the best player in the world. Yeah, he's he's definitely um, I how good it's undeniable. Uh, yeah, how good is Virgil van Dijk? Cross. He's like the janitor, you know what I mean? He's always cleaning up, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, he, he is absolutely. He's a phenom. I mean, although I do see a lot of stats sometimes, but like you can always obscure stats. And you know what I mean, I like stats. 
But you can always sort of obscure stats that I was like, oh, Harry Maguire made more clearances this year. But like that's obviously because Man United were in more defensive positions this year than uh, Liverpool were. And then sometimes they take like his stats and they take Vidic's prime stats. I'm like, Vidic was better. You know what I mean? But as in terms of complete, complete defender, like he's six foot four, he's comfortable on the ball. Like he can flick the ball over an attacker's head, no bother to him. He, he has it all, really. He's probably once in a lifetime defender, really. And his physical pre- presence and his like calmness that he brings to the team, it makes the rest of the team around him be so much more confident in their own abilities. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And I, 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 I don't know if he is or not, but like in my opinion, he's like boys captain of Liverpool. He's almost like the real captain there going forward. Because like, put it this way, like if Jordan Henderson left or if something happened, to Jordan Henderson, like Van Dijk is like the go-to guy. Yeah, no, he's absolutely brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant, and uh, he's changed that team and he scores goals as well. Which is, I mean, what more does that fellow need to do? Uh, in, in certain ways, I'm almost disappointed Liverpool out of the Champions League because I'd like to see Van Dijk against, you know, Ronaldo. I'd like to see him against Mbappe. I'd like, to, yeah, I'd like to see him against the players who he doesn't really get to play against week in, week out. Lewandowski. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, the, the, these are the sort of the challenges I want to see him up against. Exactly, man. Exactly. And you can tell that we're not biased here by doing that. But, like, sometimes we can be biased. But, like, when you, when you see pure class, you have to commend it and be, and be appreciated as well. No um, man in your salad near list, Basmo. Just because Liverpool has sort of dropped off recently, it's hard for me to pick them. Mm. Um, in fairness, I do always think with these sort of awards that you almost pick what's hot at that moment in time. Yeah. Like, I remember Gareth Bale won Premier League Player of the Year one time, but he was actually winning it because he was, like, running amok in the Champions League against Inter Milan. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty sure his Premier League performances don't actually warrant it. Or, like... Ryan Giggs won it one year after playing like 11 Premier League games. It was just like, he's never won it. He's been great this year. He deserves it. You know what I mean? So they're always a bit of nostalgia. I know you were saying that like, oh, you got to the Champions League final the year before. But like, everyone loves a story. And that was part of Van Dijk's story that like, he got to the Champions League final. He lost it and they came back the following year and they won it. Yeah. You wonder how hungry he is now. He's going to be for the next few years. And I can just see him being gorging on the Premier League for the next couple of years as well I can't, he's too expensive to leave I, mm. and also it's not really worth anyone's while to sign Van Dijk for like a hundred over a hundred million because he is 28, 28 yeah. 29 it, it, you know I mean same sort of thing with Koulibaly is Koulibaly worth a hundred million but if you have a problem like that maybe it is worth it but you know the way yeah. Real Madrid are they, they want to buy another striker another attacker you know yeah a lot of people will be like Oh, I wouldn't pay 100 million for a centre back, but I'd pay 100 million for someone who puts the ball in the net. Yeah. But they also have Ramos and Varane there at Real Madrid as well. So they, yeah. don't, they don't really need anything. And they just won the league. Shout out to yeah. Real Madrid. But Ross, this is, a, this is a funny thing going down because the, uh, pre COVID Ballon d'Or winners, Messi and Ronaldo, they're um, over the fireplace. Their legacy. Yeah, but over yeah. the fireplace. What's the thing over the fireplace? The mantelpiece. Mantelpiece. Their, their mantelpiece is filled with Ballon d'Ors and the rest. But now when we're coming out of a post, post-life of COVID, there's going to be a new winner. So people are actually going to, we're going to, when we get older, we're going to be like pre-COVID, Ronaldo and Messi were the, were the goats. And now post-COVID, who's going to take on that mantle? Mm. So there, there's the question to put to you, Ross. Who do you think over the next five years is going to really step up? Because as we can see, Messi is having a terrible time with Barcelona. 
Um, well, I, I do think that's slightly unfair. A lot of people are saying Messi's having a terrible time, but I think Barcelona are having a terrible time. I don't think Messi individually is having a terrible time. I feel like the rest of the team aren't playing to his level. Yeah, well, I'm also looking at it from the angle as well. He's 3 3. Ronaldo's oh, yeah, well, like five. it's not going his way at the moment. But, like, his, he scored 23 goals and 20 assists this year. You know what I mean? Like, he's as good as anyone in the world. You know what I mean? And people are like, he's doing shite this year. Yeah. He's really not. He's, he's actually as on fire now as he ever has been. Just more so, the others around them aren't chipping in where they need to chip in. They're, 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 they need an overall big time Barcelona. I think Barcelona are playing with Messi and they're just so in awe of him. They're like, this fella is a god. He floats, he walks on water. That You're almost staring at him. Rather than, and then he's like, here, hurry up, make the run. I don't know. Probably, probably not, but uh, I'm sure when they arrive, there's probably that not. moment. I think the younger players are definitely like, oh my God, this is, this is the Messi. Yeah, but I think they'll, they'll be able to impress him though. They'll try and, because that new young fella, Ansu Fati, he looks very, very good. And Messi assisted him at the weekend there and he scored and straight overs, make sure you gave him a big hug after it. So I was like, of course you will be. Yeah, of course he actually will be, yeah. yeah. That's that's the photo for him over his mantel uh, over his fireplace mantelpiece, mantelpiece. Uh, no, he has a recurring video playing of that, <laughs> the assists. Flashbox and Bebo. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ross, who do you think? Who who do you think? Like, if you're going to give us, you, you can give us three players that you think over the next five years, you th- you think will win the Ballon d'Or. Um. Oh well, I think Kylian Mbappe is like a very easy one to say. Uh, there, he's one. easily one of the best players in the world uh, as we stand at the moment, and I think. Each year at PSG now, he's scoring more and more goals. Um, also, if PSG can lift the Champions League this year, he'll say he won't win it next year. Um, another I'm going to say is Haaland um, at Dortmund. I don't think he'll win it playing for Dortmund, but if he gets a big money move in two or three years' time to another team that can potentially win the Champions League, I think he is in with a show. Over five and years? Then, Over five years? Sorry, the next five years. But he need to move within the next three years to sort of... Okay. Have a year or two at, at, the, at the new team. Okay. And then the final one I'm going to say is actually uh, Raheem Sterling. That Man City team is absolutely brilliant. Raheem Sterling is still very, very young in it. And I think he's someone who could actually get the job done. Um, he's a world class player. Yeah. All right. Who's your pick, Spazon? I think Van Dijk is going to get it next year. Is there any so that, that means you think Liverpool are definitely going to either win the league or Champions League next year. Yeah, I think they're going to win the league next year, definitely. Um, who else could get it? Tom to give you like some advice. Yeah, maybe Kevin De Bruyne. If Man City win the Champions League or something like that, like he is someone who could definitely be picking up that trophy. That's true. Um, you see, there's only a possibility over the next five years. You've named three. I've named the fourth. So, yeah, but it doesn't mean like none of those players might win over the next five years. I think Martial has potential to win it. Mm. If uh, your man Vinicius Junior looks really good for Real Madrid, uh, he's someone who, I'm like, maybe it's him. Um, I'm trying to think: Is there anyone in the Italian league at the moment? Because like the Italian league sort of come back around. But you know who could do it? Leroy Sané uh, at Bayern Munich. If he play, continues his Premier League form over in the German League. Yeah, I just feel, I feel like I'm missing a couple of players. But maybe Salah next year. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. They're all fair shouts, you know what I mean? It, it's uh, 
sort of getting your crystal ball and you know seeing how things go. But again, like that also depends on how their teams do. Yeah, uh, same so, thing with, as you said with Kevin De Bruyne. But yeah. let us know. Let us know in the comments who you think uh, could be your shining star. Yeah, who's a future Ballon d'Or winner? Yeah, or even top three. It'd be interesting to see because uh, do you think Messi or Ronaldo will be in it next year? Ronaldo will be thirty six. Messi will be thirty four. Yeah, I think there's probably another year of Messi getting the Ballon d'Or. I don't think Ronaldo will be next year. And because the Premier League is the most competitive league in the world, do you think more and more players in the Premier League will then eventually start getting them to t- World Elevens and? I, th- I think the big thing trophies? is. I think the big thing is to lift the Champions League. Um, at the moment, the Spanish sides still are better at winning the Champions League than the English sides. I know Liverpool are the current champions, but if you look over the last ten years, like the Spanish teams have dominated the Champions League. So until the English teams can get, you know three out of five years lifting the Champions League I still think the Spanish giants are the teams that people look at as the Galacticos yeah but that's including Ronaldo though what do you mean the Spanish teams winning the Champions League over the last 10 years will be Ronaldo will be a Messi part for them and Messi I think would have been two of them in the last 10 oh years. yeah well no, no still definitely but they're still the teams who I think are the teams that are Champions League favourites if that makes sense I think the English teams are going to dominate more and more over the next few years uh, well it, it could be anyone you know what I mean like Juventus seem to have like a good team that they're building together even if you take Ronaldo out of there you know what I mean like they seem to be on their way to build a good team Bayern Munich are always going to be there thereabouts like when's the last time Bayern Munich weren't you know, quarterfinals semi-finals finalists you know what I mean they're yeah. there every year it's because so, it's because it's because in, in the Bundesliga you can take games off almost. You can put a second team out and still dominate. That's oh, absolutely. Have. But I, I look at Bayern Munich and like they're the Celtic of the Bundesliga. Like as in any time there's a good player at Werder Bremen or there's a good player, Bayern Munich will have him. And they can even go to Bruce Dortmund. Like their biggest rivals and be like, will have him. And yeah. then there's nothing they can do about it, which is pretty devastating. Yeah, it's like down a few leagues. Marino just said that this week. He said it's like down a few leagues. Yeah. So that's that's the way football goes. I mean, until you know, Leipzig could change it all. You know, I mean, they, they, their new sort of system that they have of like breeding players seems to work very well for them. So who knows? Maybe in five years' time, also they had that big brand behind the Red Bull had a they could challenge Bayern Munich. Yeah, and also say on that on the Ballon d'Or um, before we move on to the FA Cup semi-finals. No, uh, I just think it's a shame that they don't have a winner this year. I feel like they should have just said who the winners were or they could have done some presentation they could have done one all in studio and then just have winners and like congratulations we'll send you out the trophies you know what I mean yeah exactly exactly no one would have been against it either it's just uh, yeah, especially especially when there's nothing on TV you can just fill an hour with that yeah although those presenta- those shows go on for a little, way too long like. oh no but you, you, people would actually be like that's how we want the show done from now on an hour long and that's it yeah, but too many people are like, I have to talk now. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you only brought the waters here, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like here we have on stage the president of FIFA, and here we have next to him the president of UEFA, and here we have next to him the assistant director of football for France because we're in Paris, and here we have Barry from Energized. Enjoy a seven minute speech from each of them. Yeah, where do they usually hold it? It's on, it's on Switzerland most of the time, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's like, who's the president of how Switzerland? They, how they can hide all their money. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and here's Roger Federer. Um, okay, so we get into the FA Cup semi-finals. Ross um, over the weekend, two upsets, two upsets. Uh, going into that, the the both games, we thought that Manchester City will win, and we thought that Man United will win. Although I did say that if United don't start the best starting eleven, they're not going to win. But we'll call spade a spade. Manchester City lost three three nil to Arsenal. Two nil to Arsenal. What did you make of this, and how shocked were you? Uh, first of all, I must say, like, absolutely majestic performance from Arsenal. Couldn't believe the, uh, how defensively sound they were, which is one thing that we never would have said about them before. Uh, David Luiz had a fantastic game, and Aubameyang took two of the three chances that were given to him. The easiest chance he actually missed in the first half, he yeah. kicked it straight at the keeper. Couldn't believe it. It was very un aubameyang but... Um, no, it was, uh, as people were saying online, in our Teta Masterclass, uh, the pupil became the master. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well said. Well said. Yeah. And fair, you know, fair play to them. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's nice to see Arsenal playing in the cup final again. I feel like Man City have had such like a stronghold over the domestic trophies over the last few years that... Uh, Good to see them out. Although it was interesting enough that Pep sort of gave the narrative that it's harder to win a semi-final than it is to win a final going into that game. I've never heard someone really say that before, but that's what he said, and it looks like it was true. As opposed to the other game, um, Man United-Chelsea. Look, Chelsea dominated that game from start to finish, and look, I think it's time for Sergio Romero to be handed the gloves and go, you're in, but the uh, Hayes cost United eight or nine goals easily his own fault this season and I think he has to be taken out of the nets. Yeah, Manchester United lost 3-1 to Chelsea um, going into the game. I thought there was going to be some changes there was but to change the tactics like that also not having a centre-back uh, centre as a substitute having Dan James and Rashford up front like neither who can hold up the ball it, mm. just none of it made sense and it just none of it made sense. I don't know why you changed the winning formula. Then, yeah, well, um, then there, you, there you have Captain Fantastic scoring no goal. You know what I mean? What's just oh, well, Captain Fantastic? Yeah, it yeah. was just it was an absolute nightmare. I usually watch every game from start to finish. It was 70th minute, and I actually I turned it off. I was just like, here, I've had enough. If you can't string one pass together, let alone two, then I, you don't deserve to have your your fans watching you do that. I like, obviously no. Obviously, things happened in the game. I know in the build-up, Frank Lampard was saying, you know, they were getting easy penalties, this, that, and the other. You know, they probably should have got a free kick or, I don't know if it was a free kick or penalty, when Martial, then the ball went to the other half and they scored. Well, this is, and then I think like a lot of the players sort of went to sleep after when the, the head clashes happened on the pitch. But Chelsea were alive. So you, you cut out a bit there uh, when you were saying the goal in the box. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's recording here, so it should be alright. Uh, yeah, the, the Chelsea players stayed awake while United mm. went to sleep while these players were injured. Maybe Harry Kane, uh, Harry Maguire should have went off. It was just mm. diabolical, and if you can't string a pass together, that's it. And Chelsea were the better yeah. team. And then no, I, I do agree. I did feel at one stage. Uh, no, I don't know whether I'm making an excuse or not. But after Harry Kane, Harry Maguire got the knock on his head, I thought he wasn't the same. And it was one stage the ball was played out right to uh, William, and Harry Maguire was there and he was jogging. And then, like, he was like, oh, shit. And then started sprinting. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, it was uh, for the second goal. And then I was like, what is he doing? Like, he, they, they just weren't switched on. 
and it looks like they've played a game every three, ga- three days for the last yeah. month anyway. I mean, they looked hard, but then again, so have Chelsea, so we can't really, you know, use that as an excuse. Again, yeah. they Chelsea were the better team, and we now have an all London final. Yeah. One thing I will say is that that probably did favour the two London sides having the game in Wembley. Yeah, well, here, look, in football, you're pissed off for a day, and then the next day comes around, you're like, right, you have to look forward. You can't keep dwelling on what happened. I think it would have been great for yeah. all football fans online to watch uh, the United fans and the Irish fans go get, like, like, Going back and forth in the build to this, like that, that's one thing I, I'm really, really disappointed with. But you move on, you know, and I have two more important games. Then the Europa League comes up as well. It's just going to be really, really interesting now because last year, you know, they were going for fourth, then they like pitted out and all the game made a few hellers. But now it seems to be coming back again. So it seems to be like happening again, Ross. Do you think it's going to happen again? Because my United fans are now perking their ears up, they're like, Please don't say it is. Well, what do you think? <laughs> well, I feel like this is a reminiscence of last year where like all the top four teams don't want to finish in the top four again. And there is that feeling to it, but I also feel that the key players of Man United, they just need to like pull up their socks, dig that bit deeper and get the job done. Um, I, I do think that there is a few things that have gone against us. Like We sort of need Luke Shaw for that game. Brandon Williams is quite good going forward, but not that great uh, defensively in terms of Luke Shaw. Um, also, I felt, you know, we changed formation for the Chelsea game. I think we need to go back playing our 4-3. That's the formation that's worked since the return of lockdown. So that's the formation we need to play. don't know why we changed it so much tactically. Yeah. And then in terms of a front, we need to play in our strongest front three. They're our best players. That's well, but- who people need to, uh, we need to stick with. And that's who scores. Belt. Well, this comes back to Oli. Oli's the one to pick the team, change the formation. I think when you're a squad with someone mm. like Pogba who's on the bench, looking at this being a World Cup winner, like France didn't go into that World Cup final going ultra defensive. No, well, actually, is Oli the right man? I, well, I, I think it's harsh to criticise him and say he's not the right man when you know since lockdown, like everyone's saying he oh. is the man. But you know, what, for me, this is like the third performance in a row that's been uninspiring. I wasn't inspired by Southampton. I wasn't inspired by Crystal Palace and I wasn't inspired by this game. So, look, he's also, you also don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know how tired these guys are. You don't know if they have any nickels and they're playing throughout them. So, it, it is tough to call, but at the end of the day, many United fans expect the results and that last game just wasn't good enough. They didn't even get again, if, 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 if Romero was in goal, he probably would have saved all three of those goals and then like it would have been nil all. One nil. Well, uh, we would have saved our goals anyway. I don't know whether we would have got, still got the penalty. I don't know what the way the game would have went, but yeah. we would have saved all three of those shots. I'm very confident in saying. Yeah. At least at least the first two anyway. When we were hockeying teams, Ross, I was like, I'm looking forward to the first big test, which is obviously going to be Chelsea mm-hmm. in the semi-final. And we did not pass that at all. We didn't, like, majority no. of the players would have got a 4 out of 10 or less. Mm. So, to make you nervous the Europa League, well, to be honest, if you know you get top four, I don't care about the Europa League. Literally, I don't care. Yeah, I, I think they will. I think they have to be West Ham. They sort of need to be West Ham by 20-0 to like give them that extra edge going into the Leicester game. Um, but Leicester look like they're a mid-table team that are already on their holidays. So hopefully that form will continue for them. Yeah, it just goes to show that United need to invest ASAP. Yeah. Look at the way Chelsea, they just 
gave us a hide in there. And they have three players coming in now of top, top talent. Like, obviously, Kai Havertz is meant to be going in, yeah. but they've already signed Werner and Ziyech. So, and United are just like, hopefully we get um, Sancho. So, things need to be sorted. The goalkeeping yeah. situation is also a big thing to look at. But let's, like, we, we'll be going over everything. Uh, so, the last day of the season is on Sunday. So, we'll be coming out with a preview mm. on either Thursday or Friday so we'll let you know that make sure you're following us on Instagram and if you want to make sure not to miss it hit the bell and subscribe on this video uh, the ethical final will be on Saturday the 1st of August Manchester City against Arsenal uh, yeah yeah I think that sort of sums it up uh, yeah. Barry says um, Virgil van Dijk should win the Baldor. I said Lewandowski let us know maybe we'll do a poll on the Baz if we get the two guys and we'll see who, who people think should have won the Ballon d'Or yeah, that's a good show. Ross, there is obviously a few games going on this week. Um, some of them are some of them are important, some of them aren't. I was looking at, like today's fixtures don't really seem that important. Today's mm-hmm. Monday. Um, we're gonna it it be it, it's not a it's not right to give a who will come top four mm-hmm. today when we're gonna come out and we'll yeah, know we'll, exactly what there we'll is. Whatever on the same end of games. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. the first time in ages. So guys, make sure as Barry says, like, share, subscribe, and as always. Stay energized.